Yeah! <laughs> Man, we're back! Woo! And why, we're back. Why'd we come back? This is like the worst week of wrestling. This is... I don't know. This is like watching baseball in week three of July. Let me <laughs> tell you about the dog days of wrestling. It's right now. <laughs> AEW's on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and WWE's on one of their mid-card pay-per-views. So, woo! Let me tell you. <laughs> not, don't want to miss this. So, Matt, let's get right in. Hi, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> To a Nikki Cross Hurricaning. Ooh. Man, an upset specialing. Ooh. Dog Days of Pro Wrestling Grinding episode of The Brothers of Discussion. We're talking everything from what it takes to get hired as a WWE writer, which surprisingly does not require a lot of wrestling experience. Matt, we're going to talk the Dude Drop <laughs> Chronicles and what it means for Piper. Don't call me Piper Nevin. I don't know why I said it that way. Matt, we're also going to talk the continuation of AEW starting late for East Coast fans. It's almost over, but my God, I've missed basically a whole month. Boo! Matt, that and maybe a few other things. It's another hot... Oh, hey, oh, Amy. It's a spicy week. It's an all right week. Amy, you wonderful woman. How are you? Me or Amy? Because Amy No, wonderful answer. woman, not Matt. Okay. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Matt, we'll, we'll, the... wait. we'll just wait and we'll, we'll look at the comments. How are you Matt, doing? Where can the beautiful uh, people find us here while, uh, uh, while we get together? Find us BODpodcast.com. Find us now on Twitch because Matt always promised uh, we'd be playing some video games. And Mike, we've got AEW games and WWE games coming eventually. So I think that would be fun. Uh, but yeah, just more places to hear us uh, whine and complain about wrestling. Um, but uh, absolutely find, find that. YouTube no, we're gonna channel. cherish and uh, grandstand for wrestling. Huzzah! Oh, oh, right. Uh, forgot we got to sell it to the to the younger kids. Wrestling's great, it doesn't wear on you after 32 years at all. Moving on, 33, Mike, 34. Couldn't have said it better myself. What a time <laughs> to be alive! <laughs> I got, I mean, I'm, I'm in a festive mood. I've got my Hawaiian shirt going, I got. It's always, uh, oh, this was my, move? what was that? Nice! <laughs> yeah, Sammy Zayn style. Some uh, woman at uh, Target saw me wearing this shirt. She was one of the um, AT&T sales reps. And she's oh. like, wow, what a cool shirt. And I'm like, oh, you know what this is? She's like, no. I was like, oh, you're just trying to sell me some AT&T stuff, weren't you? She's like, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Huge endorsement for Sami Zayn and all of those wonderful causes. <laughs> so then she kind of felt like, oh, what is it? Maybe it's something cool. I don't know. And I was like, yeah, he's Sami Zayn. He's a wrestler. Do you like wrestling? She's, no. I'm like, okay, well, he did a thing for Syria. <laughs> no, he really did. It was for a Syrian mobile hospital. And if you bought a shirt, it helped fund the medical supplies. Oh, oh. Oh, wow, that's really cool of him. Wow. So, 
Well, Mike, you know who else didn't watch pro wrestling? Denise <laughs> Mobley. <laughs> I just you started talking about that, and I was like, "Wow, there's no better." Yeah, did you think that I met Denise Mobley at Target? Because wow, uh, no way, you met a writer yeah. for the WWE. All right, let's let's try this. Get we'll get the facts out there, and then try to figure out what all the grumbling and mumbling's about over here, Matt. So, right. Matt, what happened with uh, Mobley? Um, you, you actually put a joke here in our notes. Um, you made mention of Bob Ashley <laughs> and, uh, today, today on a podcast that I believe off the top of my head, should have wrote this down. I do apologize. I believe it's called Asian, not Asian, uh, that Kenise was interviewed and she said, uh, she got hired without having a background in pro wrestling or knowledge of the current show characters, including a uh, mention of getting Bobby Lashley's name wrong. Um, she, she said point blank, uh, was not required to have any WWE prior knowledge, uh, to get the interview to land the job, of course, uh, because she has the job. Um, and she also made mention too, which this, uh, all right, I, we're going to get into our hot takes about this, but she made mention of, um, people questioning, is, is she going to lose, you know, how, how does this impact her own integrity working for the WWE? And she said her, her response was it's, it's a writing job. So I'm not, I'm not going to say no to it. There's a lot of ways to look at that. Uh, number one, I mean, absolutely. Uh, if I worked for the WWE, I know deep down my integrity, I have none. <laughs> it's gone. And I don't think that's what that person was asking about because the, the, um, the the nature or the uh, direction of this interview is kind of to say you work for you work in pro wrestling like that that was the vibe of said interview that we're discussing um so them's them's the facts mike uh that, that's that's what went down today those are some of the snippets um i here's the thing mike when we discuss pro wrestling a lot of things that come to mind, or um, I, I would say how people start off like their opinions or fantasy booking, is uh, they use the word should a lot. And that's not really the best way to always write new TV. Uh, we were just talking before we started recording. I am pro wrestling is really wearing thin on me right now. I'd love it if there was an off season. It'd be fantastic. Um, so I could like rest and and watch some other tv with my wife especially while we have two kids and it's like yeah. we already don't have a moment to ourselves so i also devote any free moment to pro wrestling um so i i would just i i'd, I'd come back to that thought of of should and there's all these formulas and I, i've spoken to this before and it really does irk me that the wrestling community is stuck on the word should that there's there's one way to write pro wrestling or there's there's a a best way to go in these directions. And um, frankly, uh, if, if we want to talk about ratings and we've talked about the silly AEW NXT ratings war, which really is more of a highlight to how difficult it is to get people to watch pro wrestling. When you see even the NHL playoffs is outdoing <laughs> pro wrestling, you're like, Oh shit, there's yeah. a problem here. Um, I, I would call, this is this is more or less maybe my own call to action for everyone to say stop, stop saying should, stop looking at this this particular scenario as a bad thing, because Mike, 
this could be an opportunity for us to get a fresh mind writing pro wrestling. And if you go through her Twitter, I mean, she's she's trying to be um, like part, part of her other wants is she wants to be a stand up comedian. And she's she's going out of her way to, uh, you know, to crack some jokes along the way. And she's also, if I may, while she's trying to be a stand up comedian, she's bringing that to her pro wrestling writing. It's not like they said, hi, get a book this shit. She's she's not doing that. <laughs> she's coming in as a comedy writer. Uh, but she also, Mike, makes mention on Twitter all the time how she can't wait to learn more about this business. I Like, ultimately what you're seeing here is an opportunity to maybe get the show a little less Vince McMahon funny and a little more modern funny. <laughs> um, and we can, like, move into a new century, if I may, and uh, get a fresh voice. I, I think right now, Mike, this looks like gatekeeping. This looks like a lot of people going, uh, well, I, at the same time, when we're so concerned about ratings um, and we want more people to watch our shit, at the same time, they're also trying to push people away and say, no, you don't know my pro wrestling. I can't give you a chance to do something new or fresh. You are already crossed off. You're you're done. You're donezo on my list. Get out of here. So <laughs> it's just, it's two ideas that conflict. I don't, it, it doesn't work for me, but what does work for me is something new and something fresh because holy fuck, if I have to hear the word should one more time when somebody's talking about how pro wrestling is supposed to work, supposed to, shoulds, get that um, out of your vocabulary, folks. Yeah, I, so I, I think there's there's two schools of thought, right? One is that you know it feels like WWE has so few of these precious writing jobs available, and so many of us are out there fantasy booking all the time. Well, what about <laughs> me? I can do that too. I've been watching Stone Cold, and I remember back when you Steve the Blonde, and so I can understand, you know if we had a, a whole pile of resumes and there were some people who were comedy writers and also loved wrestling, you know, if they were not chosen over Kinesis. So that, that is something where, you know, if you were um, head of talent relations for writing, you could be like, well, you know, why did we go in a different route? Um, and it feels like if you're going to really actually think outside the box, you know, this is, you know, at least an inspiring idea because it's it's not just some has-been who, you know, has been floating around Impact and, you know, New Japan for a cup of coffee and, you know, maybe didn't make the cut at AEW. Now they're going to get hired at WWE or, you know, just wrestling is so much about, you know, nepotism and you know, guys yeah. who've, you know, got, you know, some connection and they, they're already in. So then they get a, a foot in the door and now they get a writing job and you kind of get to learn on the fly and, Instead, it looks like they're going to just try and go for a writer with a perspective that I met with very little research being done. I can almost guarantee there have not been a lot of uh, black female writers for WWE. Um, so to at least try and <laughs> add some diversity to that writer's room, um, I think it's going to be, you know, much to the excitement of, you know, a lot of the talent, you know, to get a different perspective. So... 
I, I don't think it, it needs as, as much gnashing of the teeth. Um, I, I think we've seen a lot of people come in and surprise pleasantly. Uh, you know, we're not that far removed from, you know, like somebody like Ronda Rousey helicoptering in um, and doing a fantastic job. Uh, we're much closer to Bad Bunny helicoptering in and doing a fantastic job. So I don't think it's necessary that we need somebody who, you know, has got a, a, a third generation superstar. And, you know, one time they wrote an essay in eighth grade about wrestling. So now they're going to be the head writer of SmackDown, you know, this week. Um, I, I think it's okay to instead, you know, look for go-getters, hard workers, um, you know, who who are willing to pour their, their souls into this job and don't have, you know, that same, um, you know, five or six common points of reference that, you know, I, I think you would probably have if you're, a, you know, second, third generation, um, um, you know, performer or writer. So I, I, I think it's uh, actually probably going to be a good thing here. And I, I don't think we need as much gnashing of teeth. I, I would, you know, sit back and kind of see what happens out of this. Um, and honestly, I would hope that Kenise is not the only signee, um, you know, outside the box. So I would like to see more, you know, uh, uh, you know, acquisitions by, by, by WWE in, in this vein. So I'm, I, I approve of it. Yeah, I think really but the the best way to end this is just to tell everybody like I, I know it's it's quick the 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 easiest thing is just to jump the gun and, and get angry at the WWE, but I, I think in this case, I mean especially with how many people complain about creative week after week. And I'll I'll point out Fethdar threw out there while we were discussing this topic, so I'll come back to what Fethdar said. Uh, wrestling uh, doesn't need an off season, but the wrestlers should be in a rotation where the company finds creative ways to write them off and bring them back. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on you, Fethdar, not and to say that you said anything incorrect there, but you did make reference in this comment about how creative suffers. So here we've made a decision to do something different than hire uh, a guy who used to work for TNA uh, or slash impact wrestling um, or hire Freddie Prince jr. For whatever goddamn reason that happened. Um, it's just, we've, we've done something different. We've done someone that's on social media that sounds pretty excited about this job. And um, now what really sucks is that uh, people are, are probably going to be mean to her on social media. And uh, it's, uh, that uh, really, if that could be the final thought on this, if anybody's listening to this and your first thought was to DM this person, you have no, you have no idea what their personal life is like. You have no idea what their story is. If your, if your reaction was to DM them and tell them how angry you are, and probably that would be a nice way of putting it um, about her not knowing everything about pro wrestling. Uh, you're a piece of garbage, and uh, if I could stop you from doing it, please, God, don't, because it does absolutely nothing, and this is a person who's just trying to work a job. Best best way to end that, I think. Um, all right. Mike, also trying to work a job. Also trying to keep Oof. on TV is uh, Nikki Cross, the traffic Oof. boss. Uh, honest, you know, every local... <laughs> every local sports... Or, I'm sorry, every local news station... Yeah. Uh, I, I always picture we had somebody uh, growing up, I think was on our, our local four 
her her last name was Cross, so she was something Cross, the traffic boss. So whenever ever since Nikki came onto the scene, I always wanted her to turn into a, a you know like a retired or a, a failed <laughs> a failed you know traffic consultant for the for the local news, and uh, she just comes out pantsuit and she's always trying to tell everybody the best way to to find their way to the ring or get to the next stadium. Uh, so probably similar to like how IRS, you know, would work in his character into uh, his dialogue and <laughs> get that going. Here I am complaining about WWE creative and I brought up IRS. Any whoozles. Um, Mike, Nikki Cross is a superhero. This also got people very angry on social media. Uh, this is another one where I say, um, <laughs> what I are we doing? Why are we getting so angry? Well, we it seems like that she was getting a little bit of a push. Uh, she had victories yeah. over Rhea Ripley, over Charlotte recently. And uh, we thought maybe that was going to culminate in her, you know, maybe uh, getting a big shot at a pay-per-view, you know, for uh, for the strap, uh, for the Raw Women's strap. But instead, um, WWE, they swerved us. They got us. Thought we we're going to just <laughs> uh, push Nikki to the moon. Well, we're not going to push her. Instead, we're going to give her a cape, and she's going to fly like a superhero. Woo! Um, I think a lot of people. I, I I can say personally, I I felt nauseous when I watched her give that very passionate um promo about you know feeling that spark in her heart and wanting to find a way to channel that. And then you know, I I think I found it. And then the camera pulls back, and you see her just in this blue mask and a a onesie. Um, you know, kind of like uh, it it didn't look like a like a mainstream superhero, it 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 looked yeah. like you know Halloween Town when it it's not like Batman or Superman c costume for Halloween. It's just hero costume. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so none of this is a criticism of Nikki Cross. It's just we were shocked to see her, you know, on this upward trajectory, and then they're gonna be like, "Well, now you're a superhero," and you're kind of like, "Oh no!" And it's. <laughs> It's just like it's wrestling is meant to be colorful and fun, right? Right. And if any wrestler on the WWE roster and maybe on the earth can get over this absurd gimmick, it's Nikki Cross. I have full confidence that she can find a way to make it entertaining. And by God, if they start selling t-shirts, I'm going to buy one. And I hope that some of that money goes into her pocket. I guess it's just discouraging because you know this is not something that, you know, like B Becky Lynch, she used to come out and do like an Irish jig uh, back when she was on NXT and she's first debuting. She's kind of treated like a clown. And now she's the man, you know, so you'd never, ever like have her return at Money in the Bank in a superhero costume. We would be stunned out of our minds. So we know that in some capacity they're, they're not going to treat Nikki as seriously. And I guess we kind of have to just bear bear through it because um they're they're not going to give her a main you know uh main event push um they're gonna you know keep her employed as kind of more of a sideshow and i guess i'm discouraged but i i have so much faith in her and it just kind of bums me out because it feels like a symbolic um character change for wwe to show how they feel about how high nikki can go um, like how much money they can make off of her character. Um, 
you know, they've already tried so many obstacles, uh, making her part of uh, some haphazard uh, factions, having her go on some historic losing streaks, um, you know, beating her chest and getting unceremoniously dumped in, you know, Royal Rumbles, um, you know, being a sidekick coffee grabber for Alexa Bliss. Um, and now she's, you know, putting all blue on and wearing a mask and, I think the outrage yeah. more about, you know, we love Nikki and, you know, it's it's kind of fun to uh, see the underdog get a chance. And now they're really going to pile it on and really make her an underdog. Um, yeah, Feth and I are throwing out there that she definitely should. Uh, I, I hate that word, right? Uh, played a bigger role or uh, could have, but I, I'm saying should, right? Uh, with the Fiend and Alexa story arc. I. I do, I do wonder if there was plans for more of that and, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt uh, taking his time off. Um, you know, he's, he's still his, I mean, that story is, is breaking my heart is that he's so crushed still by Brody that, uh, they just had to write him off TV. Um, so you wonder if maybe that was going to be a play later. Um, but my thing with with Nikki right now is it, it goes it goes either way. I I like seeing that she's happy and excited. I saw one of her friends. I'm guessing is one of her. She I'm just gonna trust this. She said he was sure her, her this that she is a friend of of Nikki Cross. But uh, she posted on um, on Instagram how exciting it was to see her friend um, doing the thing that she's been doing her whole life. And she posted old pictures of Nikki that she was in a superhero costume. So. I I at least see that there's excitement in her eyes. She is is probably happy doing this. And while um, we do have our, our buddy Warren Hayes who who tweeted out, and a lot of people like this comment. Um, if if your thought is at, at least your favorite pro wrestler is on TV, how that means your bar is super low. I do agree with that comment, but I, I I don't know if my head went in that direction, but I think my head went to the space of, wow, good for Nikki. She's she's really happy. She She's in a role where she doesn't have to sit in the back and just twiddle her thumbs. And um, I guess for me, that's, that's what makes me happy. Um, but I do still, you know, I agree with that notion that uh, Warren threw out there that um, you, you don't want your bar so low. Like, I don't just want to sit there and be happy that Jinder Mahal was on TV a couple of weeks ago. No, I want Jinder Mahal to be my WWE champion within the next month or so. So I can have my SummerSlam main event, goddammit. But, you know, I'm not going to get that. Anyway, um, I do want to go back uh, to the offseason uh, conversation because uh, North Moto has been, been chiming in, but he's just, a, I think he might be a little late on uh, the the stream here. Uh, so yeah. North Moto, one of our buddies, that's why I need to make sure you got on the show there. Wrestling does need an offseason. Uh, would generate more interest as well. I, I like 
that's where my head's at. I, I could not agree more. Or, you know, if, if uh, you know, back to Festar's point, if it was about making sure that you, you do things creatively to, to roll through and make sure things are fresh. I think the problem with that is that we're still we're still talking about the same titles. We're still probably talking about Roman Reigns sticking around the whole time. Um, I mean, that would be that, you know, I guess, Festar, you're your uh, argument would be that no, then Roman just does not hold the title all year. I, I just, my thing is I just need to get away from pro wrestling every now and then. And, and Mike, Mike and I, uh, you know, we just talked about it before the show started uh, for whatever reason, I think for both of us, pro wrestling wear, wears on us at different points in the year. Uh, obviously right now, there's a lot of things personally for me that have been weighing on me um, with, my new baby boy that arrived. Um, I've also, June is, is already a very busy month. Um, I've got anniversaries, uh, birthdays. And um, just two weeks ago, I was recording out of somebody else's basement because I was getting my house finally, all the fixes finally done. So the last thing during all of those times that I wanted to do out of all those days, you know, getting the house fixed, making sure I'm, I'm meeting family requirements and, and, and seeing my family and friends as much as I want to. The last thing I wanted to do was run home Monday night and watch Raw. That was like, God, no, keep me away from that. That, 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 and the, and the Nikki Cross stuff while I'm happy for her, that's the type of thing that just tells me we're getting more of the same and then getting back to our first point of the show of getting a new writer in there while she's probably not booking these matches. She's going to do something to infuse something fresh. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking in so many circles right now, but that's probably more to the point of how tired and sleepy I am. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is just a rough time because, uh, you know, sometimes you, you know that as they tour the country, you know, there'd be certain shows you don't want to miss. Um, they should, uh, you know, Another there's a show coming up. Moto. Yeah, they're athletes full stop. Oh, as far as like uh, the off season? Yeah, they're mm -hmm. athletes full stop. Don't uh, don't try and write somebody off the show. It's it's a great point. Um, these guys do need time off just and, yeah. and, you know, to pick and choose like who's I, getting it's, time off. It's, that just makes I, it I think easy. the only entertainment medium without an off season. Um, every single TV show um, gets a break. Um, you know, there's sweeps weeks. There's like whole summers where shows don't, you know, go on. Um, you know, every single sport has an off season. <laughs> and I, I don't know if WWE is just afraid of, you know, what would happen if they took a couple you know, months off. Um, I, I know that they'd rather be more consistent. Um, and, and the only thing I can compare it to is, I guess, watching uh, like the Weather Channel because the Weather Channel is always on. <laughs> and somehow it feels like Monday Night Raw is always on. And I got to tell you, now I'm getting to the point. I just want to check in for Storms Week. Um, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't need to see the weather all the time. It's mostly if I'm going to go outside or if I know something. Or if you're going on going vacation. On. Yeah, if I'm going on vacation, I definitely <laughs> want to bring the right shorts or, you know, shirts and, you know, be ready. Um, yeah, I would totally be on board for an off season. And, uh I think part of that is going to go away, you know, when we're done with the Thunderdome and we start getting live crowds again, because whew, it's really starting to just, just really weigh on you. Like it feels uh, like the, the production of, you know, the booze and the, and the cheers it's, it feels really hollow. 
Yeah, it feels like we're dragging like cement shoes right now to just get to like the SummerSlam days. You know, like if we can just get past Money in the Bank, you know, <laughs> just scratching and clawing to just get past that. And then, you know, I mean, the retreads of the same stories. Mike, we're going to get Charlotte and Rio. I never thought that WWE would get like I would be bored of Rhea Ripley, but I'm bored of I'm bored of fucking Rhea Ripley. And it started. This is the worst part, Mike. It started at WrestleMania. I they did such a fart sandwich with bringing her back and having her face Oscar. Like it, it kind of that just kind of sucks. <laughs> like it's not just me being like wearing thin too. Like. The, the quality is is very low. And, and we're talking about me being bored of Rhea Ripley and Mike Drew McIntyre, okay? I'm famous on this show for loving Drew McIntyre way too much. It, it borders yeah, that in, is, in different areas. Yeah, that is more than platonic, just, let me tell right. you. That is a 60 I, midnight situation for sure. I saw, you know, he loses at Hell in a Cell and my first thought was, thank you fucking god let's move on let's find something else for him to do for lashley to do oh, i i don't know yeah it feels a little like uh the formula is is just so uh predictable you know with uh you know everybody's if they don't do the 50 50 booking then you got to do the best of three and you know it's going to be win loss win <laughs> and amy chiming in uh oh no please don't be bored with Rhea. it is just the shitty show she is on um and she's part with drew too uh it's just oh my god i gotta say let's throw this in because uh when i watched raw this week i almost fell out of my chair uh twice because it was actually a an episode full of upsets uh where drew mcintyre lost clean to matt riddle um aj styles lost clean to ricochet uh randy orton lost clean to john morrison um I know, yeah, but weren't I guess they like predictable the upsets a little bit for uh, for Money in the Bank? But oh, you you missed my my bad joke. Oh, what was your bad joke? I, I said weren't they predictable upsets though? But go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if you want to make that case, man. No, I'm uh, not. I'm just kidding. That that was upset. Predict. Never mind. Go ahead. No, I, I it it just for me it almost feels like a little too little too late. <laughs> Oh, good. Fuck, I, I yeah. don't want to see McIntyre in that match. I, I want to see Riddle, uh, you know, fight Bobby Lashley. Um, I wanted to see Ricochet try to, you know, get a win, uh, get his winning percentage up over, you know, 30% or whatever it is since he's been uh, elevated to the main <laughs> roster. John Morrison. My God, Johnny Mundo. Uh, he, he was a world champion as soon as he leaves WWE. <laughs> and he comes to this company, company and Johnny Drip Drip, he's, uh, he's battling with Ricochet. Um, it feels like he's kind of the Detroit Pistons and the Houston Rockets tanking for a high draft pick. Uh, but John Morrison, those losses have uh, not gotten you any draft picks, buddy. Um, but he finally <laughs> found that out, and he finally came to that realization. And, uh, my God, he beat Randy Orton. Um, it's just funny that in a match where... Uh, you know, you want like big stars going to war against each other. Now Ricochet, Morrison, and Riddle are part of the Money in the Bank, and I do not see a single scenario where any of those guys win. Um, so who's who's winning that? Who's winning that triple threat? Uh, I think I guess the next week. Oh, AJ Orton yeah. and uh, McIntyre. Yeah. 
Probably Orton. That's probably the the best story. Um, AJ still got his tag titles to defend. McIntyre could still sell an injury. And then if you get Orton in there, then you get Orton versus Riddle to kind of muddy the waters of the RK bro. Yeah. All right. High, high five on that one. I, I like it. I um, I think it's just me. God, you know, I I still I can't believe I'm saying it. Like I was still like okay with McIntyre winning at WrestleMania. I was like one of the few people, and here I am, like God, just get him off my goddamn TV. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. Um. So, uh, I I have to say at least to like bring wrap this into the whole conversation of 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 wrestling wearing on us, uh, bringing up Kenise Mobley and having a fresh voice. I, there I are will still fresh say, voices coming, man. Huh? So I have another segment I wanted to throw in here too. <clears throat> well, I, I watched I watched a lot of Raw this week. I watched probably two and a half hours of it. I I I I, I, I sat down and I just focused on it. I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get through the whole episode. I'm not gonna fall asleep. I'm only gonna check Instagram eight times. I'm you know I'm gonna pay attention. And man, I was rewarded like like three times. Well, um, I, I guess what I was gonna say was this: the the upsets here, like, yeah. it's it's just another one of those things where it's like, oh, that could be neat. Let's see where they go with it. And that's that's the thing is that I say that every week. And there's there's the things I brought up earlier about all the shoulds and like the what we're supposed to do. There's like it's been a broken record since we've been watching wrestling as children. Is it's always like that could be neat. Uh, there's going to be a guy that's that's hooded and, and is running the ministry. I wonder who it could possibly be. And then and then they don't actually ever hire a guy, and it ends up just being Vince McMahon, and it was Vince McMahon all along. And then there's stories behind the scenes of was it actually ever supposed to be Vince? And it's like, well, that's a big old fart sandwich. So there's always <laughs> excitement. There's always things that could be cool. But in the end, is it going to be? And that's where there uh, was an off there season was... would come into play. Um, yeah. But Mike, yeah, this is I wanted to set you up. So I had I had two more uh, two more items that, that you know I was kind of pumped about the upsets. That was pretty cool. Uh, one of them it should just be a short comment on what happened, and people were really just holding their head in their hands, like, oh no, Piper Nevin is going to get the Viking Experience name, uh, and we were really concerned that she was going to go as Dewdrop, but Matt. Cause for celebration, pour a shot, light a firework. Matt, Dewdrop is just a heel gimmick for Eva Marie. Thank the heavens. Uh, Piper knows her name. She said it kind of. She mouthed it on camera. Uh, they are going to acknowledge that name, and it just looks like it's something where Eva Marie, arguably the woman who can get the most heat at this time, as a as a uh, you know uh, someone on that Raw Women's roster. Uh, she might be able to really help elevate Piper with sympathetic love. And then we can just whoop, get her right to the top as a new face. So that is cause for celebration. I think it, it's going to turn out to in our benefit. As of right now. As of now. This it looks pretty promising. cool. If it's, it's pretty cool. properly. I got to pump the brakes a little bit, but it looks promising. It looks good. <laughs> All right. The other thing. We know. <laughs> Listen, we know Kofi had Kofi mania. We know Big E has been running SmackDown, and uh, it is so ingrained in, like, WrestleSpeak now, um, his meaty men slapping meat. Uh, I listened to uh, one of my favorite shows, uh, Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker. 
um, and Kaz, and they interviewed Drew McIntyre, and McIntyre talked about his feud with Lashley and how much he loves a good meaty men slapping meat match. And they didn't even say Big E. It's just so ingrained in the vernacular. It's it's amazing what this charismatic god can do. So we know Kofi and Big E are made men. And Xavier, he hasn't gotten the opportunity, but that doesn't mean he can't be a made man, whether he's suddenly impressing us uh, with these incredible gorilla presses up over his head, which every time I watch him do it, I never expect it because of the way they treat him like a bozo sometimes yeah. and he's a legit like power lifter um and this week he got to cut like open the show with a promo against uh bob ashley or bobbly 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 ashley yeah bobbly ashy i think was the <laughs> i like bobbly bobbly <laughs> ashley bobbly ashley and uh mvp who we kept calling p and every time p would try to hey listen woods you know that gravelly voice Xavier would just cut him off. P! P! Um, not only did he get to get in the champ's face, man, he challenged him to a Hell in a Cell match. Well, that's a whole other story. I know people are like, it's not a special occasion anymore. And like, you know what? Xavier Woods is in a singles Hell in a Cell match on a main event against the champion. Let's celebrate that. Can I have that? Can I have that moment? As a big fan of video games and up, up, right. down, down. Yes, I get to see Xavier in a big spot. Um, but he he took that moment. He owned it. Uh, we get to see him do that flying elbow, which I tried to tried to add him and see because now that he's gone with the white Power Ranger um, wrestling gear, you know, see if we could call that the Falcon Zord. Um, I haven't heard back yet. Friend of the show, still refreshing my Twitter. Um, but, uh, lost friend of the show. There's the, yeah, lost friend of the show. Block. No, please take me back. Okay. Um, you might be yeah. listening, Mike. It says there's five people watching right now. <laughs> it could be the New Day, Amy, and... Look, Festar, North Moto, <laughs> Amy. There's two other people. One of them's Xavier. One's Xavier, <laughs> one's his burner account. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Yeah. It's probably us. <laughs> well, he... Uh, I don't watch us. Are you kidding? I got oh, basketball yeah, on. Right. No. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm just saying there's a couple things to be positive about. I sat through the full three, most of the three hours, and there's a couple sure. things, but you gotta really, you gotta, you gotta struggle. There's a few struggles in there. Can I? Uh, I, I want to do a shout out <clears throat> um, since we're doing those. Quick, quick shout out to uh, to Fightful uh, and our and our boy Sean Ross Sapp, who we've brought up, and we've I guess we've had mixed feelings on him at different points of running this show. Um, shout out to like the most nothing, like I'm going to win this post, uh, like reporting news, uh, article I've ever read where okay. we're, we're officially announcing that Brock Lesnar had been spoken to about coming to SummerSlam. Um, but the latest on it, Mike, is that the, the, uh, negotiations are on a standstill uh, and they haven't moved forward. So there's a possibility he might not be at SummerSlam. Uh, just, oh, with, again, no sources, but Mr. Anonymous himself, uh, and, and getting to write an article that folks have to pay to read. I don't know if y'all know that. If you're a Fightful fan, uh, you got to pay to read those articles. You paid to read an article that said, I have reported Brock Lesnar has at least talked about, he's thought about coming to SummerSlam, but, uh, just so you know. I got that news. Um, 
He still might not come though. That's the other news I heard. So uh, thank you for your fourteen ninety five uh, for for being a fightful select member, uh, and I, I bid you adieu. Like uh, uh, a plus, a plus. Shots journal. fired, Matt. Starting to think that you might have a fightful subscription. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you get Andy's trying... comment back up there? Oh. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, this was the, sorry, I was going to, she, I, I put this one up already. She was going to riot if they kept the dewdrop name. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't quite see the connection, uh, to Piper. Didn't, uh, I know Eva kind of looked at her in a way, and I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be kind of a, a dig at her, but, um, thank God it's, it's Amy. Whew, for both of us, they're gonna they're gonna try and keep us fans at least one more week uh, because it looks like this is just gonna be that heel gimmick uh, for Eva. Whew. Well, Mike, if, uh, yeah. if we could finally have, uh, I want to I want to have some fun um, <laughs> with uh, with so, like I, I think feel like I've been complaining a lot. So here here's my fun story. Uh, let's let's talk about Joey Janela um, and his oh, crashing. All I heard was he, is he uh, showed up at a city council meeting. Um, uh, dressed, yeah, dressed in a costume. Uh, you, you might notice somebody familiar at the end of this video, Mike. Uh, oh, you know what? I didn't share the audio. Give me one sec. This is my favorite right. thing to do when I'm trying to show Mike a fun video online is I forget to share the audio. Share it on um, you. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Here's the Seminole County. Bre breaking news. Channel, channel 2, Seminole County. The school board meeting started with typical announcements, but the mood shifted once public comment began when dozens of people, many parents, some not, unleashed complaints over masks. I'm just frustrated. One man left after an outburst. Some who spoke threatened they'd pull <laughs> their kids out of school. So uh, who was frustrated there? That was that was our boy, Joey. Um, He's, he he went in character uh, to the Seminole County School Board uh, to talk about eliminating the mask mandate. Um, what well, what was fun is is getting to watch some of those other videos of people in the background laughing. Um, clearly, it, you know Joey's on our side, and uh, he, he had a good time. He ended up selling that hat for charity, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of a lot of cool pieces of art. Um, came from this moment but i just wanted to shout out joey who's who's just out there having fun um having fun with life clearly he's he's someone that probably thrives in a non-covid era uh because he he likes to you know hang out with the peoples and uh i just had to shout out this wonderful job by joey of, of going out there and uh going in characters like um would you call it maybe maybe like a QAnon supporter uh, going in with the uh, you know the sporty sunglasses and the uh, <laughs> the camouflaged cap, if I may. But uh, yeah, good job, Joey. That that was definitely some fun. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm I'm an, if I wasn't a Joey Janela fan before, or at least if he was he was kind of on like my he's on my radar, but not you know I wasn't like his uh, his number one fan. He's definitely moved up. Uh, He's in a, he's in the upper tier now. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like it was uh, definitely uh, <laughs> at least a little inspired by uh, that NXT ref Drake Words, uh, who wanted to sounds like legitimate you know legitimate uh, rant uh, um, before Janela came in and brought in uh, the tongue in cheek. Did uh, 
did you see this, Mike? Uh, oh, what did I miss? <laughs> There's like, somebody that Joey sat next to. Who could he have been? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, just, I like, look how happy Drake is right there. And, and Joey's got to hold it. <laughs> He's <laughs> making this guy look like a complete fool, um, as he should. Um, all right. That, that was good fun. Uh, hot, do we want to, do we want to jump into, uh, I know we have, uh, AEW Saturday night dynamite to maybe, uh, preview, but, uh, I, I can still go through what happened on NXT real quick, even though we don't really have a, you know, a friendship festival as we like to do week to week. And we, we we're won't almost, have one until we're next week. Back at that, I think. Yeah. Next yeah. Week. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you Matt, uh, you get three tweet length reviews of your favorite items from NXT. Matt. Moment number three from next extra time wrestling this week. Uh, what do you what do you got? I have one in mind, uh, but what do you got at number three? Um, you know what? I, I I'm gonna throw. Let's let's do this. So I'll do uh, just talking about Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross, uh, and knowing that there's going to be a match of the year coming up at the Great American Bash. You you can. Like use pen, write that in. Match of the year candidate, Gargano cross. It will be that good. Everything Gargano touches uh, turns to gold. So there's there's my number three. Uh, number two, um, I you know Carmelo Hayes, the ruthless aggression. I probably got red in the face when he did it because it was um, you know it was super corny. Um, but it, you know, it, it was fun because he put out a good match against Adam Cole and then Triple H is tweeting about him later. So this is clearly a guy like we know that, that this would probably end in tragedy if he were to, you know, like get pushed to the main roster. But if we just focus on NXT and we see how good everybody's booked on NXT and I can just focus on that. Can I just watch NXT? Please God. Just end raw. Let me just watch NXT. Uh, we know Carmelo is going to do pretty good, so that that was fun. That was longer than one tweet. Um, and last thing, Kyle Riley, Kushida deserved a longer match, but uh, we got one hell of a payoff at the end with Adam Cole coming in to relight the you know respark the flame, I guess, with his feud. And then of of course we got a debut of Diamond Mind. Led by Roddy Strong, and uh, their mouthpiece will be Malcolm Bivens. Uh, A-plus all around for Diamond. I mean, we don't know anything about it, really. We just know who's in it. We don't really know what their message is yet. But with those two leading the group, I mean, Tyler Rust and uh, Hideki Suzuki are, are going to really just go straight to the moon with these two. So, yeah, A-plus on that, that last segment slash match. Yeah, I wasn't sure uh, what was going to be in Roddy Strong's future. Um, I thought he was funny gone. that he's he's a part of yet another faction. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy to have a, an easy reason to see him on my TV again. So I think uh, that's a great way to you know finish out that top three list this week on NXT. Um, okay. Mike, AEW, you got your three tweets for Dynamite. Oh gosh, uh, I'm gonna do one tweet. Haven't been watching it. <laughs> Too late! I've not stayed up till 10 uh, to watch <laughs> cards that they're kind of mailing in themselves. Uh, there was some haphazard. Uh, my boy Eddie Kingston was teaming with uh, Penta, um, but it just... Uh, you know, it, 
I'd rather see with Death Triangle, you know, Penta. I'd rather see Eddie with Moxley, and I don't know. It's just kind of felt like let's kind of let's kind of swirl the ingredients together and see what comes out. Um, I do like that, you know, Orange still got to defeat Caesar Bononi, who, uh, you know, definitely got treated like second banana in this match. But uh, it took three Orange Crush punches, uh, Orange Crush Superman punches, uh, to defeat Caesar. So. At least he's still getting a little bit of credit, but uh, glad that Cassidy's still getting the star treatment. Um, and then uh, it looks like Vicky Guerrero, in some capacity, is going to be in a tag team match um, against um, Britt Baker and uh, Reba. And, uh, I, you know, I'm always going to be excited to see, you know, Britt Baker on my TV, but. It feels like they're already starting to make a move towards Britt being a babyface because in front of a live crowd, they, they can't help but cheer for her, kind of Chris Jericho style. So um, kind of funny that they're already um, uh, kind of sashaying into the next part of her career because of how naturally likable and charismatic she is that they, they can't really make her a, a heel, that she's just morphing into kind of a gray babyface. So um, kind of fun there. And then this week, Matt, it's... Not going to be Dynamite on Wednesday, but they're going to do the first ever Dynamite on Saturday, where if you tune in early, you can watch uh, the Bunny uh, from Butcher Blade and, and Bunny uh, battle Chris Statlander. Matt, I haven't seen a Chris Statlander match that I didn't like. Um, you can see Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel. You know, that's going to be right on the card. And then you got uh, <laughs> Powerhouse Hobbs uh, against the Hangman. As we um, wait for the big return of full houses and, and trying to sell Hangman, yeah. getting that title win. We're just, we're hanging on. Yep. He's, uh, if you like that Disney movie, The Little Mermaid, uh, Hangman Page is definitely getting cast as Flounder right now as he kind of floats around until we get the big <laughs> crowds and Wednesday night back. So uh, celebrate here is uh, the Hangman probably in an heavily competitive match uh, will defeat the powerhouse. But this is the match that bums me out the most because uh, now I know there's no chance of the uh, the challenger overcoming uh, because of when it's being scheduled. But uh, Jungle Boy, um, after winning the, God, what was it? The Blackjack 21 Battle Royale um, at Double or Nothing. I can't remember what it the was casino, called. Casino Battle casino Royale. Casino Battle Royale. Win those slots. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, he's using that opportunity um, on a Saturday night. Hopefully you're home watching uh, wrestling on a Saturday night as uh, Jungle Boy goes up against Kenny Omega. And a match that will easily be a schmoz. I anticipate uh, Marco Stunt getting pummeled by the Good Brothers in some capacity. Um, I imagine we'll have a dinosaur sighting. Don Callis will be out there in his uh, long black trench coat here in the June and July weather as it pours in and soaks that coat with uh, Don Callis' 69 sweat. Matt, will you be tuning in this Saturday to watch that main event? I mean, if... All right, so I'm keeping an eye on the score right now. If Vegas ties up with Montreal and wins, and then I get a Game 7 Saturday night of Montreal and Vegas, yeah. you're going to watch Game 7 of the semifinals for the Stanley Cup. I'm sorry, AEW Dynamite. That's just how I roll. I'm I'm wearing the NHL hat. How as dare you? How dare you, Matt? 
Um, it I, might be on in the background, but uh, can I just ask priority. why? Why did we do this on Saturday night instead of just having these be like the first matches back with the real crowd on Wednesdays? That's a great question. Um, they're can probably not too thrilled. Did, with... we, did we add Tony Khan on that one? <laughs> they're probably uh, thinking the crowd isn't going to be too thrilled with the Jungle Boy finish. So <laughs> smart. Yeah, yeah hold on. Uh, yeah, like uh, the Fiends losing to uh, Bill Goldberg. You know, it's not canonical if it happened on Saturday. Got it. <laughs> well, uh, with that, everybody. Um, Shoot, I'm, I'm going to go watch the third period of that hockey game right now. Uh, but thanks, everybody. Don't give uh, up. I know we almost did, but don't give up. We still got Piper. It's going to be Piper. Xavier Woods is going to be the no, main I, event. We I got, got Diamond Mine. I've got Mike. Uh, one of the things I, I didn't shout out enough is that there's a, a, a face-off now, a three-way face-off uh, for number one contender spot uh, for the, um, the, the women's NXT tag championships. They're doing more work on that NXT Tag Championship than they like more work in just the last couple of weeks. They, you could say more work in the last episode of NXT than they've done on the main roster with the Tag Championships. Um, that is enough to keep me interested. Uh, Gargano and Karrion Cross is going to be insane. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole are going to kick the shit out of each other again. I just, I. Everywhere you look on that show, it's Everywhere thumbs up. You look. We didn't even mention Hit Row this week, and they were still on TV. Somebody nerd. Let me give up on Raw. You look. Everywhere Please. You. So hard. Now we're going to get a copyright with YouTube. They're going to shut down the channel. All right, let's wrap this up. Everybody, go to bodpodcast.com, brothersdiscussion.com. Click on that shop page if you want to support us uh, so we can... I don't know. I, I can convince my wife that uh, I can make this a full-time career. Um, it's the only way it's going to happen, everybody. you got to buy a lot of t-shirts. A lot of them. A lot of them. Go there, buy them, support us. Uh, Mike, I wore my Brothers of Discussion t-shirt to the Dino Safari in oh. um, Novi. Uh, so we should have one new listener. Um, it sucks that uh, he was like, when you guys do it? And I was like, well, Thursday's just not this past thursday uh, i was like the first oh, time you say we didn't that? record an episode oh no <laughs> listen to all those old ones yeah go to the archives <laughs> yeah let's listen to those episodes about the royal rumble and who we predicted to win <laughs> go back and listen see if we were right that. yeah fast forward <laughs> all right thanks for tuning in everybody have, have a good one